your exile. Kyle Hendricks starts for the Cubs tonight when they host the Pirates. Cubs begin the day a half game ahead of the Marlins in the race for the final wild card. Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, and Isaiah Pacheco among several Chiefs players dealing with injuries as they prepare to host the Bears on Sunday. DraftKings line has the Chiefs by 12 and a half. The Giants will be without Saquon Barkley when they visit the 49ers to kick off week three in the NFL tonight. DraftKings line has the Niners by 10 and a half. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Sports Station, 106.3 KX, and over here until 1. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway coming up at about 10 minutes before the hour. Bottom of the hour, Bill Bender on college football from a national perspective to start off our number two as promised. We're going to talk some Iowa State. Bill Seals, he runs the shop over at CycloneReport.com, part of the Rivals Network. Bill is with us. Bill Trenton, Ken, thanks for giving us a few minutes. Bill, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How about yourself? Happy... uh Thursday afternoon. Yeah, can't wait. One more day, and then uh, the weekend will be upon us. Um, what I think we are embarking on as far as watching Iowa State football, I thought that we may have seen, I don't know, an emergence of a quarterback this past weekend in Rocco Beck. I came away, um, you know, for the first time, really, uh, in his, admittedly, you know, brief career as a starting quarterback, thinking, you know what, this, he, he might work. It might work for Rocco Beck, the quarterback. I thought he played his best game. We're seeing those, you know, maybe they're baby steps, but at least they're in the right direction, Bill. Yeah, I think so. And, and the offensive line for all of the warts in the, in the ground game, they, they have done a pretty good job keeping him upright, just one uh, sack in, in three games, and that's kind of allowed him to uh, get get the ball out. I think they're getting the ball out quickly, and he's getting some confidence as the weeks go on. And uh, you know the uh, the stomach bug was was covered quite a bit in last week's game, and then Rocco was one of those afflicted, and you know almost leads them to a win there down the stretch uh, in in a pretty low scoring game. You look at the way that they're set up, and they want to obviously be a run team, but with the continued issues of that offensive line, it's going to be difficult to run the football against most teams, it feels like, this season. Is it time to open things up a little bit more and and really put this now on the arm of Rocco Beck and say, we're going to win football games, if we're going to move the ball consistently offensively, it's got to be with the short passing game? Well, I, I think that uh, a lot of Cyclone fans would, would hope so, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it, at least in this week's matchup, uh, I, I think it's going to be more of the same here. Oklahoma State just 99th nationally in rush defense, and uh, they they gave they just got shredded last week at home by South Alabama on the ground, and I think in this matchup you, you're going to see the coaching staff kind of fall back on, on their laurels there. They're going to try to get – Cartavius Norton uh, try to get Abu Sama involved in the ground game again, and and try to take some of that uh, some of that pressure off of of Rocco in this game. And and, and uh, again, it's going to be a low scoring game. I just don't think that they're going to really want to turn Rocco loose and take too many chances. You guys remember 
in, in 2022, uh, Hunter Deckers threw three interceptions in this game a year ago. They lose that one barely, if not for you know, Spencer Sanders coming in to save the day in the fourth quarter. The Cyclones come out of Stillwater with a win last year, but those mm-hmm. three picks, I think, were big. You know, I, I've read uh, a number of columns, uh, stories on Oklahoma State by people that have covered the the team for a long, long time, and their biggest takeaway from last week was South Alabama just has a better roster top to bottom. Where I'm going here, Bill, is what has happened to Oklahoma State? You know, when, when all the changes in the conference first happened, you know, everybody's trying to anoint, well, who's going to be the new Texas-Oklahoma? Who's going to rule the Big 12? Well, it's got to be Oklahoma State. What has right. happened to this team, Bill? Well, I think that uh, the, the, the two deans of Big 12 college coaches right now, Mike Gundy and Matt Campbell, those are two guys that just have not really – they've been resistant to go to the transfer portal, basically. And I think that, you know, when you have some misses maybe in recruiting, they'd prefer to try to develop those guys instead of going out and, and seeking immediate help. And this is – Albeit a, a veteran Oklahoma State team this year, it's one that's really underperformed, and and I think you've seen that, uh, especially on the offensive end. Uh, you know, we might get into the defense here shortly. It's a new alignment there with a three-three-five, mm-hmm. but the quarterback position they still don't have an answer for Sanders. There, three guys have played each of those three games, and then, gosh, how many times over the years have we seen the Cowboys with dominant running back? Yep, and you've got. Three guys there, I believe Ollie Gordon, the leader so far, he's only got like 110 rushing yards. So you really don't have a whole lot of skill players if you're Iowa State's defense to worry about, I think, going into this one. You're 100% right. Well, you missed it by one. He's got 109 <laughs> yards, but your point's well taken. Yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> Getting Gary Vaughn back, obviously an important, a veteran guy, a guy that knows the defense incredibly well, but... Guys like Caleb Bacon, and and a few other times we see some of these young linebackers out there. Bacon, though, quite the story there, a guy from up in Lake Mills coming down as a walk-on and playing at a high level right now. Right, he is. He had those two two sacks in the opener against you and I, and and, uh, Iowa State in that game had five sacks. And and Bacon, as you've seen as the season has gone on, his role is is definitely increasing, and that's come at a, a, a key time, I think, for the Cyclones. You mentioned uh, Gary Vaughn out. I'm not, not seeing any signs that he's going to be back last week, kind of the way uh, Matt Campbell was talking on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, Jack Sadowski, a true freshman, starting at Mike. Uh, Will McLaughlin, uh, Carson Willich, two redshirt freshmen at the SAM. And, and Caleb Bacon, gosh, that's been a, a big, I, I think, a big addition for this defense to get him out there playing well, and, and someone like Ben Nickel in the secondary, a former walk-on, uh, veteran walk-ons that are playing big roles here for this defense so far. You know, I want to go back to a point you just made about Oklahoma State and the fact that they really struggle stopping the run. Uh, so th- this should be the week, right? Uh, assuming that right. that they get going, Norton has a big game. Uh, Abu Sama, we've seen glimpses, not last week, although they couldn't run the football. Nobody could run the football last week. Uh, Eli Sanders didn't make the trip last week, so two-parter. Will they, will they put up, uh, maybe have their best, most productive day so far on Saturday against Oklahoma State, and will Eli Sanders be part of it? Well, this is a, a group that looked like it could be a, a, at least kind of hold its own in the run game against you and I. They did, I think, around five yards a carry in that. 
it's trended the opposite direction in the week since the, against Iowa and Ohio. Uh, two yardage total games didn't add up to what they had against you and I. So they're going to have to get that uh, group involved. I, I, I really liked what they saw, what we saw in, in Abu Sama early in the season. Uh, granted, there wasn't really much he could do when he's getting hit in the backfield every time against Ohio. But I think uh, getting him going early would be would be big maybe hit on some big plays, some chunk plays that really this offense on the ground is, has not seen. Bill, you do a lot with recruiting over at Cyclone Report, part of the Rivals Network, too. With what we saw a couple years ago, that excellent recruiting class, the young guys coming in there, where do you think that recruiting is at this point in time? When you're talking to these young guys, when you're talking about the Iowa State program with you, what's the feedback that you get? Well, I think that they like that they they talk a lot about the culture of the program, the 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 youth, the, the direction that it's headed. Uh, granted, the the twenty twenty four class won't be one of the higher ranked uh, groups, but as far as as who's on the field right now, I mentioned earlier, transfer transfer portal never really a solution for this team. So it's come out of the twenty twenty three twenty two. Uh, to an extent, the 21 class, and the, those guys are comprising a lot of what's out there on on Saturdays right now. It's a very young team, and I, I think that and as far as selling that to recruits, too, I, I think that a lot of those guys look at the, the fact that so many youngsters are playing, too, and they, mm-hmm. they, they look at Iowa State and see a chance to, to contribute right away and, and be a factor. Bill, give us kind of the uh, the temperature on your boards, at, uh, the the confidential board at uh, at Cyclone Report. Um, I I don't get the sense that the majority of the fan base is fed up with Cavill. Now, some are are, are clearly starting to you know question whether that uh, that uh, he's the guy long term. Um, what's the pulse at CycloneReport.com amongst uh, your members? Well, the pulse wasn't very good on Saturday, guys. It was a lot of fun moderating the message board in the hours that followed that Ohio game. But uh, I think everybody everybody thinks that he's gonna that Matt Campbell's gonna be around for the foreseeable future. It's a pretty pretty hefty buyout there, uh, and I, I think they're in for the long haul with, mm-hmm. with Matt. And uh, I think people were flabbergasted that the Cyclones were favored in this game, I think, in the, the, the what, the day after the Ohio game was complete. But this yeah. is really a matchup here this weekend, kind of a get-right matchup. And if the Cyclones can't run the ball against the 99th-ranked mm. uh, rush defense in the nation, then you, you really get in for a long haul. But I think this is a, a game the Cyclones favor to win a chance to get right and a big one and and if they can't come out on top this week then it it could be a rough stretch the last rest of the conference season yeah it definitely feels like a must win any shot at all Mm -hmm. of getting to six and already digging the hole at one and two this is a must win well well then what just start to turn your attention to basketball how quickly do you think it'll turn if it does go awry on saturday Well, yeah, it, uh, I, I've got some basketball content on my site this week already. Good move. Good move. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, the the the, uh, the subscribers are loving the basketball content. Uh-huh. So, um, obviously, uh, in football too, uh, there, there's been some basketball recruits coming in town and and uh, during the football season. So, but yeah, I think uh, exciting times for uh, basketball for Cyclone fans for sure. Mm. What's Brommer's ceiling? 
He looks like he might be the next. I mean, you know, we've seen Chase Allen's got a cup of coffee. Obviously, Kohler is uh, is is in the league with the Ravens. Uh, I think when I watch Brommer and try to remember what Kohler and, and Allen were like, of course, Allen missed a, a significant part early in his Iowa State tenure. Um, boy, he certainly looks the part physically. If he continues to move forward, might he? Might might we talking about uh, you know one of the better uh, players to play that position at Iowa State, recent history included? Well, yeah, no doubt, certainly. And uh, Bramer is at seven catches, hundred and one yards. He had the the touchdown there earlier on in the season, and I think uh, every bit the pass catcher that Charlie Kohler is. I, I think you, you look at. And his as his physical development uh, increases throughout his career, he's going to be the blocker. I think you, you that the the coaching staff wants to see become a more well rounded player. But right now, with uh, so many wide receivers, uh, well, Noel didn't play last week, no. and Daniel Jackson had to step in. They just don't really have other than Higgins really established wide receivers right now. So Bramer's been a revelation there as a tight end who could go out and catch passes. But yeah, I think he'll end up being one of the one of the greats to wear the Cardinal in gold for sure. If Contreras misses, uh, say, uh, his first field goal of the day, whether regardless of how far, well, I don't want to say that. If it's, if it's uh, you know, under 50 yards, Contreras comes in and misses it. Misses it badly, misses it, just misses it, whatever. Um, I guess how long is his leash? Well, I, I would think that it has to be short at this point, especially with so many options that the Cyclones have. Uh, Contreras 0 for 2 this season on field goals between 30 and 39 yards. Jeez. So, granted, uh, some of those, I, I think maybe one of those at least on those around him, why that was a mess. But uh, they've got options there, though. Jace Gilbert, I, I think everybody thought maybe he would redshirt this season since he played as a true freshman. He's an option there. Uh, Keegan Shackford, who handles kickoffs, he could handle maybe some of the longer ones. But yeah, I got to think the leash is short when you've got two other guys in the room right now that are seeing time on Saturdays. Not good enough to uh, to leave those points on the field. Uh, that's that's for certain. Bill Seals, CycloneReport.com, a part of the Rivals Network. Bill, thanks for jumping on with us. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Bill Seals. Appreciate it, guys. Yep. Thanks again. Yeah, good to talk to you. Bill Seals, we check in on Iowa State. Um, Contreras has to be. Yeah. I mean, they you just can't go out there and miss. No. And, and the margin for error is so slim with this team. And we talked about, obviously, the field goal and who had the best view is the guy right underneath. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. didn't miss a beat. No. He saw what he saw. Mm-hmm. And we can argue to where blue. Oh, hell, we're still talking about Tony Yelk. <laughs> that was almost a quarter century ago. We're still talking about Tony Elk. Uh, and that one will still be talked I, about years down the road. Yeah, yeah. But you just don't know. You don't. What was more likely in? Yelk's kick or Contreras's? Now, I think the I think Yelk's kick. I, I do, too. I but do too. Um, I don't know. And it's a TV angle, and you don't know exactly that, where the camera the is. The angles and, play yes. so many tricks on your uh-huh. eyes. We see that. Yeah. I wonder how high those goalposts were. Did they look shorter? I don't know. Because the NFL extended theirs. Yes, they did. A couple years back. And so good. You may know Exile Brewing Company. Fry was number one lager, Ruthie. Exile Brewing Company also brings you Swarm Golden Ale, where 20% of the revenue is donated to the Iowa Swarm Collective, helping Iowa student athletes.
and the Swarm Collective compete in today's college environment. 20% of the revenue from sales of Swarm Gold Nail goes back to the Swarm Collective and to Hawkeye student-athletes. Exile Brewing Company. Enjoy. Restrictions apply. Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell with Elite Eye Care. It's football season. Concussions always a big topic. This year, two to three million sports-related concussions will occur, and about half of those go unreported. Two out of every ten high school students will suffer a concussion. The most important part is following through with your doctor but the recommendations are different than they used to be. At Elite Eye Care, we can diagnose and treat the post-concussion visual symptoms that typically exist. That's Dr. Heidi Bell with Elite Eye Care with locations in Waukee, to an Ankeny, and the newest location in Norwalk. Well, Heather sent you in. Family owned since 1970. Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs. Plus, their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kemker's True TrueValue.com. That's Kempker's TrueValue.com. Hi, twelve thirty. Welcome back, Miller and Pond in Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. You ready to hear this? As the Hawkeyes trot onto the field, the uh, Black Pants. That's unbelievable. Nestler, Danielson, uh-huh. Jenny Taft. And yet, Bill Bender will not be watching. No, because he's going to be watching, I'm guessing, Notre Dame and Ohio State. Will he be in South Bend? Bill, are you going? How are you, Bill Bender? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, it's a, that's my favorite theme song other than the old school Monday night theme song. Yes. Um, and then, two, yes, I'll be in South Bend. I told Trent I, I can't wait. I mean, it's the sixth time in my lifetime these two schools have played. And I will venture to say the best chance mm. Notre Dame has had in these six meetings to actually win the game. Did you think Hartman would have the impact that he had when he decided to you know, take that last year and go to Notre Dame? I mean, we thought there'd be an uptick, but was it maybe as pronounced as our... our... Did you see this coming, Bill? Well, I mean, maybe we should have. I mean, this was a guy that took Wake Forest to an ACC championship. It's true, yeah. He's played in 50 football games now, and yeah, this is a theme across the top ten. Whether you're Michael Penix, mm-hmm. Jordan Travis, uh, Sam Hartman, these are guys have played a lot of football, and uh, I think that matters. And, and it's kind of like the Stetson Bennett effect in some ways. So the defense with Knowles and this Buckeye team, they have not taken on a great offense. You wouldn't feel at this point. Western Kentucky in the past has moved the ball, but this is a step up in competition. How big of a believer? Because that's what's swaying me back. Right away when that line came out, it was over a field goal. I was all about Notre Dame. Now, deeper I look into Ohio State, I'm believing in this Buckeye defense and what Knowles has done. Where are you as you look at that side of the football for the Buckeyes? I mean, that's that's, that's the admission ticket right there, Trent, is Ken... This Jim Knowles defense, which has allowed one touchdown pass so far, uh, shut down. Or can Notre Dame throw the ball down on the field? Them down the field, number one, mm-hmm. and number two, can Notre Dame run? They didn't run the ball in this game last year. They didn't run it well at all, and um, they're going right at the teeth of that Ohio State defense with Eichenberg and Chambers in the middle. It, it's going to be tough. And then on the other side, uh, I think it's Kyle McCord. It, his first road start not so good. We settled in. Is it for real against Notre Dame? 
It's going to be one of those. There's just it's an overload, right? <laughs> of games all day long, essentially. Maybe with the exception of the early window, but in that early window uh, comes that ACC heavyweight tilt. Florida State, Clemson. Can Florida State get past Clemson? Might be we might be we on the verge of seeing a changing of the guard. Might Florida State be ready to take that mantle? I am such a sucker for these games because I think Clemson's going to win. Do you? Okay. I, I do. I think they, they win at home. I've just been picturing this all week. Uh, they, they got one out at home. Klubnik makes enough throws. Their, their defense limits Jordan Travis a little bit. And I could see Dabo making one of those impassioned. Everybody doubted us speeches afterwards. I, I mean, it, it's right there for everybody to see. Now, if Florida State wins and I'm wrong, will I be surprised? No, because of all the picks this week, Ken, this one I keep. I waffled all off season between Florida State and Clemson. Why why not do it on game week? It's the yeah, same effect. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. One of the most intriguing games of the weekend. Also lost in the shuffle with so many great games. Ole Miss, yes. Lane Train. He yes. is he's twisting that knife. Mm-hmm. He's tweeting out uh, lyrics to to Taylor Swift, and he just he, preparing for a new DC. <laughs> he is needling like only one man in college football can. What a sport we get to cover. This college football is great. Your thoughts on Ole Miss Alabama? See, that would work on me because I have a, a one of my best friends is exactly like him, and he drives me crazy, <laughs> and he would do this to me all week if our teams were playing, and I just don't think it works on Nick Saban. I really don't. I don't think any of that will impact Nick Saban or have him go outside himself. I just think the bigger concern for Alabama is do they have the quarterback necessary to win the game? I mean, Jackson Dart has been super efficient for the Rebels, so, I, I mean, if it's Milrow, that's fine, but they – that was just brutal. That was a brutal watch last Saturday against South Florida. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I'm surprised this week, Bill. I, I anticipated when Colorado and Oregon were going to play that the buildup for this game would be off the charts. It's personal. When Lanning said, "What have they done in the big or in the Pac-12?" and I'm paraphrasing when he was asked that prior to the season starting. I thought that this would be the one that you know that the bulletin board material is all over the locker room in Boulder. Uh, I haven't heard too much about that this week. Oregon's a really good football team. Colorado, I think, is walking into a uh, a real difficult environment, and I think Oregon's going to win the football game. How do you see it? Yeah, I think Dion probably knows that. Uh, not that they're going to lose. He would never say that. But I think he knows that this is going to be their biggest challenge yet and probably best not to start a, you know, something like that before the game. Um, you know, the really, the, the couple things here, without Travis Hunter, it's going to be difficult. It, when you look at what Shadur Sanders is doing and the fact that he's taken 15 sacks, it makes it that much more incredible. I mean, he's having a fantastic season. And uh, how long can they make it a fight? I mean, the big key for Colorado is simply to get to halftime. Oregon's just obliterating teams in the first half with that running game and Bo Nix playing well. They can make it a four-quarter game. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past D on at this point, but it is definitely going to be a tough one. Let's stay in the Pac-12. Under the radar, certainly another one this week, but UCLA, Dante Moore, Mm. the kid looks like he has a chance to be a star, and you can see why almost everybody was involved with him. Notre Dame, Michigan, ends up out there playing for Chip at UCLA against Utah. They're tough. They're physical. The Utah football is what it is. Do you give the Bruins a shot, though, of pulling off the upset on the road? I mean, they beat Utah last year with the big plays, and... Dante Moore's kind of calling card has been these big plays in the passing game because you have to respect that talent. Um, that said, 
I mean, it, there's a little bit of line movement. Uh, I saw Brett McMurphy tweeting, you know, there's some hints that Cam Rising may go this week. And if that happens, I mean, it's just a different ball game. I, I honestly, my one of my takeaways from last week, Trent, was probably better than we think. It's just they ran into that buzzsaw on the road, and Utah's one of those toughest places to play in college football. So I like the youth in a tight one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I could see that. Bill, which game um, would you – I mean, you're, obviously you're going to Notre Dame. Of them all, which game is the most impactful that's flying under the radar that we're not – I mean, I'll give you one. Kansas-BYU, not yeah. a lot of eyeballs on it, but this is a big spot in the Big 12. Both of these teams off to really good starts. Pick the BYU to win that. It's one of my upset picks this week. Is it? Okay. I don't, it's not a – Great upset pick because I know what they're up against on the road. But, I mean, that's a proud BYU team that just knocked off Arkansas. They have an experienced quarterback. They're going to have guys in the trenches that can make that possible if they can force a couple turnovers out of Jalen Daniels. So that is a good under-the-radar game. I think you guys' game at Happy Valley is one. I wish they weren't playing at the same time. I'll have it on on my screen, but – you know, going into that whiteout, Ferentz talked about it. They, you know, Iowa won the last time they went into a whiteout. It just took a minute. It, and I've been to—I don't know if you guys have been to those. They are—they are as advertised. It, it is every bit as intense as it looks on television. It's a great environment, and it's going to be incredibly difficult. I don't know how much you've seen a McNamara in Iowa this year. He. Something seems a little bit off still. And we know about the quad injury that he's been dealing with, though he continues to get healthier and healthier for that. What have you seen from McNamara? And though the offense is definitely better, it's not significantly better, it doesn't feel. No, not yet. I mean, he needs some of its health, some of it's settling in. Some of it, when you're a transfer quarterback, as you're seeing with Jaden Daniels and some others, Mm -hmm. is you get the best out of him in the second year. Joe Burrow had a rough first year at LSU. So... I, you know, again, but the defense is good. The running game's solid. They put up 41 last week. They covered the spread, much to my chagrin. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, you had to put that last one in, um, which was a cool story. But, I, you know, they have a chance to win. They've won the last two against Penn State. I do think this Penn State team's a little bit different, though. Uh, which direction's Michigan State going to go as far as head coach? You know, I'd look at Chris Kleiman. At Kansas okay. State, I'd take a look at him. I mean, it's, they need that. They don't need to make a splash. They need just a solid coach like Mark Antonio was when they hired him. I mean, that, that wasn't a flashy hire. It turned out to be one of the best hires ever for them. Um, something like that uh, is where I would go. Um, you know, I think one of the side effects of Dion too, is Sean Lewis, his offensive coordinator, yep. former Kent coach, Coach, he's going to get a lot of looks this offseason. Yeah, no. that'd be a fun place. And with the new no division format, does the Michigan State job become better now? Not having to go up against the three behemoths mm. in Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan is—is is it a better job than it was two years ago? Say, yeah, and, and part of the, and Michigan State fans might not want to admit this, but part of the reason they had some so much success was Michigan was down, Absolutely. and Penn State was down and coming off sanctions, but. Once Michigan and Penn State got right, it became that much more difficult. I mean, I always had to contend with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I always had some really good teams that, you know, they beat good Michigan teams and beat good Ohio State teams. So I think that's the test. Um, but, yeah, I think the new format, it'll help schools like Maryland and Rutgers, too. Both of those schools, by the way, off the 3-0 start. 
Unbelievable. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, thanks for doing this. Enjoy South Bend. We'll read your uh, gamer, etc. at uh, sportingnews.com. Thank you, Bill Bender. Appreciate you coming on. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, good to talk to you, Bill Bender. So we take a look at uh, college football. So I saw this over on CBS. Jerry Palm, he has his bull projections, mm-hmm. but I know you click on every single week. Well, I, I look at him as more of a basketball guy. Well, yeah, but he does them over there. Yeah, you click yeah. on all bull projections. I find a lot of them, <laughs> yes. yep. Uh But he also projected what a 12-team playoff would look like. This year? This year. Oh, baby. This Again, is tricky. Projecting forward. In, in three weeks into the season. Yeah. Right. So, your top four seeds that receive a bye into the quarterfinals. Okay. Number one, Georgia. Yeah. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Florida State. Number four, Texas. Okay. So, there's your top four. Mm -hmm. Quarterfinal, the 8-9 matchup. The winner plays Georgia. Notre Dame-Washington. At Washington. Oh, my. Yeah. Notre Dame travels to... So, this is what we're going to experience next year. This is what we will get next year. Yeah. The quarterfinal... Uh, the the play in round to get to the quarterfinal against Texas, the number four seed, fifth seeded USC will host Tulane, a rematch of last, last year's year. epic game yeah. that we saw that was incredible. Winner of USC Tulane gets Texas in the quarterfinals. Your six eleven matchup, the winner takes on third seeded Florida State, the Buckeyes at home with tough Utah coming to town, mm. and your seven ten matchup. Oregon goes across the country as the number 10 seed, where they face 7th seeded Penn State, with Michigan awaiting the winner of that. Penn State hosting game late December uh-huh. against a team from the Pacific Coast. Uh-huh. Trent, you know, this seems... We're going to look back at... We're going to be ecstatic that it's here, mm-hmm. but pissed off that it took so damn long. Absolutely. Because just what you said, I mean, think about those games. Again, this is three weeks into the season. Um... But this is what we can look forward to next year. This is what we are the going speculation. To get. Team X going across the country from a warm weather climate mm-hmm. to take on a team that. And because the oh SEC stinks so bad, a lot of times we'd have LSU making their way up yeah. to play at Penn State in December. This is going to be so incredible. But, but it's going to be a two sided coin, right? Yeah, you're glad it's here, but what the hell? Yeah. What were you thinking? And how much money was left on the table for these years? Well, I think they're fine. Have you heard about? No, they're okay. Yeah, I get it. Have, have you heard about a Power Five athletic department going under? I haven't yet. No, 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 not yet. They're all right. Right. One of them's actually had to a partnership with a beer, though, so that they can make more money and keep it away from of the course. students. It bothers you just a little? A bit, little bit, Trent, just a tad. What we'll do right now is open up the phone lines. You've been getting a busy signal if you've tried to jump in line, but they're open right now. First four callers, you have a chance to play for Claxon's Barbecue. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. We'll give you four games and a tiebreaker. You get the most right. A $35 gift certificate from Claxon's. The runner-up gets 25 Claxon's. ClaxonBBQ.com. That's next. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3i.com. Man, our equipment is just Dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. Dang, man, I'm freezing. We need some heat in here. Washer Systems of Iowa's got heaters. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Central Iowa's commercial cleaning equipment experts. Featuring Mighty M pressure washers, factory cat floor scrubbers, and Energy Logic waste oil furnaces. All the equipment that you'll need to keep your equipment clean and your shop nice.
nice and warm. Stop by the showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, an exclusive dealer of Mighty M commercial cleaning equipment. Online at washersystems.com. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Ten minutes before one, it's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Time to give away some barbecue from Claxons or give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. They're 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, where they've been serving up barbecue for over 25 years. Online, klaxonbbq.com. Jim, Jason, Mike, and Barry, uh, in that order, we'll get to you, give you the tiebreaker, first of all, for all of you. Justin Fields' total passing yards this Sunday versus the Chiefs. Uh, that's the tiebreaker. Six. Six. I was going to go 16. Okay. It'll be a little bit more generous. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bolton did not practice again today for the Chiefs, so we'll see about 266. There you go. Makes that big of a difference. Is it a close game? No. You think they get blown out? No. No pride, get clobbered. Yeah. Jim, how are you, Jim? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Penn State's a 14.5-point favorite over the Hawks. I'll take Iowa. Iowa State is a a 3.5-point favorite over the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. Iowa State. The Buckeyes give three and a half to Notre Dame. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I didn't hear what you said, though. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can. Ohio State's a three and a half point favorite over Notre Dame. Notre Dame. San Fran gives ten and a half to the Giants tonight. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants. All right. G-Min and the points. Fields, total passing yards against the Chiefs. Closest without going over. 112. Thank you, Jim. Have a good weekend. You also. Appreciate it. Jason is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Jason. How's it going, guys? Good. Nittany Lions, 14.5 over the Hawks. Give me the Hawks. uh, Iowa State, 3.5 over Oklahoma State. Uh, I hate to do it, but I'll take the clones. Okay. Ohio State, three-and-a-half-point favorite at Notre Dame. I'll do uh, Notre Dame. San Francisco, ten-and-a-half to the Giants tonight. I'll take the Giants. Closest without going over, if necessary, Justin Fields' passing yards. Uh, 131. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Enjoy the games. Uh, Mike is with Miller and Condon. Hello, Mike. Hi, guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks for playing. Uh, Penn State, 14.5 over Iowa. Reluctantly, Penn State. Okay. Iowa State, 3.5 over Oklahoma State. Okie State. Ohio State gives 3.5 to Notre Dame. Ohio State. San Fran, 10.5 to the Giants. The Giants. Fields, total passing yards, my closest without going over. Does it have to be a plus or a minus? <laughs> I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one forty-five. One forty-five. Mike, enjoy the games. Thanks for playing. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. And Barry brings it to a close. Hi, Barry. Hi. How are you? Good. Thank you. Penn State's a fourteen and a half point favorite over the Hawks. Penn State. Iowa State three and a half over Oklahoma State. Iowa State. Ohio State three and a half to the Fighting Irish. Ohio State. San Fran ten and a half to the Giants. San Francisco. Total yards. Justin Fields closest without going over, Barry. 108. 108. Enjoy the games. Thank you. Trent, anything tonight? Three games of baseball. Give me the O's, the Cubs, and the Tigers. All pretty significant favorites. Not my favorite slate. 
but we're just trying to eke out a living on baseball. Uh, tough to do. Tough to do. Murph and Andy in six minutes. The Drive, Heather and Sean, three to six. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 11 to 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX and